What up, Patrick? How's it going, Josh? I'm Sean. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I I get less good every time I look at the state of my predictions from last round. <laughs> uh, if we're being honest, but, yeah. You know, here we are. I was feeling good until until the last game. Oh man. I feel like an absolute idiot for picking Switzerland, but you know, you win some, you lose some. That day also had a great pick that worked out in my favor. So, <laughs> yeah, that Morocco Spain pick was a heck of a yeah, a heck of a call from you. Um, yeah, it happens. Good shout to get the Netherlands as much as that must have hurt you to to, to choose. It was a tough one to pick. I had to give it to them. I thought I thought the U.S. could have had a, a shot. I mean, they they played decent, but we'll get into that, of course. Capitulated in the second. Um. Round. Yeah, but. No, I had to be realistic. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll 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 tidy up a quick recap of mm-hmm. of what's what happened last round before we before we roll into predictions for this round and hopefully keep this episode to under thirty minutes. Yep. Um, <laughs> we'll do our best, everybody. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just we've been talking about it a little bit. Dive in, man. Let's USA Netherlands. Green light. Go go go. Go, go, USA. Um, let's see. Uh, I think, yeah, as I said, I I wanted the U.S. I thought they had a shot. They absolutely could have, but um, I still expected this result. Uh, I think um, I think the Netherlands are just, just – they're, they're overlooked in my opinion. I mean, I think – I said this from the beginning of the tournament. I saw them as dark horses to win the whole thing. Uh, I'm not sure they will just because of the side of the bracket they're on. They could, they could lose to Argentina. They could lose to Brazil. Um, so that's going to be very difficult just to make the final. Um, but I think I think uh, Van Gaal really outclassed Greg Beerhalter in this match. Um, it, you know, you see on the on the stat sheet that the U.S. had a lot of possession, um, a lot of the chances, which there weren't that many, to be honest. But um, – I think the game plan worked out perfectly. They hit him on the counter. Um, they, they dropped in a bit um, against a side that struggles to score goals in the first place. So that was always going to work. Um, and Denzel Dumfries, I mean, he's just a major tournament player. He, he did it in the Euros where he broke out, and he just absolutely stomped on the U.S.'s grave. It was, it was really tough for me to see that the first two Dutch goals looked pretty much identical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like – it was both just that late man arriving into the box and smashing one home. When yeah, and they were playing well before both of them. And nobody, it's just nobody bothers to track him. Nobody bothers to make an effort. Uh, Walker Zimmerman's caught absolutely asleep on one of them. I can't remember which one at this point. Um, and Serginho Dest caught absolutely asleep on the third yep. goal. Uh, I think that was um, Robinson, actually. Robins, Robinson, yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Robinson caught absolutely sleeping on the third goal. I knew it was one of the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. It was it was a tough day for us defensively, which we ha- to be fair we hadn't had yet in the World Cup, and this was more the, the defense that we saw from our from our team in qualifying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A little a little shabby at the back, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, not always very reliable, but you know, the in the World Cup, to their credit in the group stage anyways, they were really, really compact. They were really um, difficult to, to defeat. And that's why we only conceded, you know, one goal. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think that there needs to be credit given to them for their role in getting us out of the group stage. Um, but I think that, you know, if they had done their job 
properly again and shut out the Dutch like they had so far, we, mm-hmm. we would have won. Yeah, I think I think uh, a big shout um, for that really really good defensive performance in the group stages uh, should go to Tim Ream, who was mm-hmm. just phenomenal. Um, all three matches, really, he was um, un, un, unbreakable, really. Um, I think he, he did everything. And I, I really have to say that performance against, against the Dutch, I think he was probably the worst player on the pitch. He gave the ball away so many times in his own in his own half, um, and he I think he got lost marking a man in one of those cutback goals as well. Um, I think that was a very that was the that was the Tim Ream I saw from a few years ago when he was previously in the team. It's tough, man. It it, it it's a tough it's a bitter pill to swallow for all of us. Yeah. Um, tough for him because he's done so well, and we realistically know that's probably his last World Cup match. Yeah, I, you definitely feel for the guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I want to be pretty clear. Yes, Tim Ream played poorly. Yes, Robinson and, and Zimmerman were caught sleeping at points. Um, I think the blame belongs with, to only one man. Yep. And he has three Gs in his first name. <laughs> uh, Who could that be? Nobody has three Gs in their first name. Greg himself. <laughs> um Listen, I Greg Verhalter. From all that I've listened to him speak in interviews, uh, from all that I've seen of his relationships with the players, cuts a really charismatic character. I think he he catches a lot of um, a lot of stick and a lot of you know mockery from the American fan base because he puts himself in that position, and that's yeah. really fair. But what I I don't like is that we really do kind of pile a lot of slander onto a good man's name. Um, is yeah. he is he qualified to lead this team in the World Cup? No. Is he a good enough coach to bring the U.S. to the level that the you know the talents of our players are capable of getting us to? Absolutely not. But yeah. is he does he strike me as a, a good man who deserves a bit of respect on his way out of this program? Yeah. Hopefully, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. I I I agree. I think he's a great guy. He seems like a really <laughs> he seems like seems like the type of guy I'd like to have dinner with. He's a fun guy. Um, but they, I don't know if you saw the recent report, but he's supposedly been offered a new contract, a new two-year deal. And that's really, that's shocking to me and it's disheartening, but that's, I mean, how are we supposed to not slander when, when he just continues to get more deals? Maybe we, maybe we should be just, we should be going after the higher ups. I mean, I think that would really be the way to go because, as long as it's just us doing more with him yeah. in the media, their hands stay clean of the whole deal. Right. But it's just you know, easier because we see them. that he's the one making these decisions and we can, right. which is why the clearly say, you know, why'd you play so-and-so? Why'd you play Zimmerman? Why'd you put on rolled on and why, or whoever it is? Um, I don't know. There's a lot. Right. Easier to, to go after the manager. Right Halter isn't good enough. Every fan who screams Halter isn't good enough. More power to you. Yeah. You are correct. By all means, yeah. that is true. Mm-hmm. Berhalter is not a good enough manager to lead the U.S. men's national team into the next World Cup by any yeah. by any means. He shouldn't have been leading us into this one. Yeah, and he got right. us out of the group stage, so credit to him. He set the team up well. But what every manager who has faced him so far has said is he doesn't make good adjustments. Yep. His in-game and, management is non-existent. Right. And managers, like, typically – especially in matches that there's no like real uh real feuds in no real uh no real heat i mean you don't expect an opposing manager to criticize the other manager 
no. mean, that's not something that would happen without something so without a problem no he he sets the team up well he gets us into a good position that's why they had good first halves mm-hmm. pretty much the entire world cup and everyone's like, oh they're a good first half team are they getting tired and no they're not getting tired he was subbing on good players with a lot of energy who who were playing well it's just that the other team was adapting their their strategy and and growing against us while we were doing not that right. we didn't change um, anything the only manager who failed to do that was gareth southgate yeah. um and we all know that if there's one fan base who wants their manager out more than the U.S., it's England. Um, yeah, absolutely. Even though they continue way. to do well. I mean, we everybody calls for Southgate to go, but they're making it far in every major tournament they play in. Yeah, but they need to win. They do need to win. Like, see what they're doing now. Big one for I mean, them, you, but you we'll get say to this to, You could say this about Greg. Like, Oh, yeah, everyone great, criticizes Greg Berhalter, but he won a couple trophies, beat Mexico three times, you know, 2021, yeah, right. got U.S. out of the group stage in the World Cup. Like, those are achievements right. right there. But they're not good enough for us now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the England f- fans feel the same way about the crop of talent they have in their country and the way Gareth Southgate's leading it. But mm-hmm. that is really a conversation for another time. Um, well, we might get to it and we'll get to <laughs> game. Uh, we, we'll have to breathe through some other content if we have time. Yeah, let's. Uh, all right, so let's let, let's wrap up a little bit of this a little bit of this round of sixteen. We've 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 burned through Netherlands USA pretty effectively here, and we haven't even talked about players. <laughs> um, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, I think there there should probably be a special that we do on the U.S. men's national team. Mm-hmm. Um, before the end of this World Cup, but okay. that's something we can discuss soon. Yeah, we can do that. Um, Argentina two to Australia one. Uh, yeah. Bit of a nervy one for Argentina. Australia still playing better than everyone expected them to. Yeah. Uh, so credit to the Socceroos. Um, I love that name. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't really, I really don't have much else to say there. I I think Argentina wills. You know. What? Let's do it this way. Give your prediction for the the um, the quarterfinal match once we've done the uh, yep the other okay. two wrap ups. I don't have that much to say in Argentina Australia. I watched the highlights. Um, Messi, of course, is Messi, and he's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it's for that reason that I think that Argentina will beat the Netherlands in the next round. Uh, but I think it'll be a tight one, another two one. Two one. Um, yeah, I just want to add on to what you say. Basically, I, I think. Yeah, I, I love their name too, the Socceroos. I hate that uh, that we're the only nation that gets criticized for saying soccer, considering they also do. But um, maybe it's because we're just annoying about it. But um, yeah, they did really well. Uh, Argentina, I don't know. I'm not so convinced by them. I don't think they're persuading anybody right now because they're getting over the line and they're getting these wins. I mean, I mentioned before that I think they were in the easiest group in the World Cup, um, close, close first ahead of... Uh, Group D, but um, they they struggled, I think, in that group a little bit, um, and they struggled against Australia, who I think most people can agree are the worst, on paper, worst team in the knockouts. Um, you have to give credit to the, to the Aussies. Um, they really fought back. They got into it, um, and they nearly tied it with, with one really, really good run um, past four or five players from one, one guy. I don't know who it was, but um, I don't know. Argentina's not been convincing me. Lautaro Martinez completely out of it. I don't know what happened to him. Um, but they have a guy named Messi. They have a, they have a five six kid 
who can do it all. So that will always keep them in it. Um, I don't know. This is going to be such a tight one. I, I have Argentina going through um, on, I think it might have been on pens or something. Um, I'm going to have Argentina go through still. I'm going to back them. I hope, I, I'm rooting for them. I'm going to go, I'm going to also go 2 1, but I may be in Netherlands during the World Cup final. So that'd be cool if they got there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm good either way. <laughs> <laughs> 200 gosh bro no I, I need Argentina to win this game validate yeah, validate the hype for Messi yeah for sure I, I want I want Messi create a potential world war um nah man I, I we I I really want Argentina and Brazil to win these games so that we can watch them I do play. too I do too for sure that would be 2-1 Argentina one of, yeah, all right. Uh, congrats well, to Messi for, for tying for being level on goals <laughs> on knockout goals with Harry Maguire. Really big achievement from him. Yeah, man. One goal. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> it is what it is, bro. There. All right. Japan, Croatia. Croatia win on pens. Um a pretty decent match to watch as a neutral. I enjoyed this game. I thought it was it was fun. It was entertaining. Um, the Japanese, I was really I, – I found myself rooting for them. They cut a much more charismatic figure and a much more likable mm-hmm. side in this in this match. But yeah. the Croatians are the Croatians, and they always get the job done. Um, that's kind of what I came away with. Luka Modric is not really a person. Um <laughs> I mean, they did have to sub him off, which I think makes sense because he's been playing an unbelievable number of minutes in the World Cup so far. Um, but, you know, you, you get the sense that he's going to bring another big performance against Brazil and, and cause them problems in the midfield. And I think it's up to Casemiro to stop his longtime teammate. Yeah. Well, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah, absolutely. I you, you mentioned Japan. They were an exciting team to watch. They were so exciting that they got our friend Forrest um, into it. And I mean, you and I both know he is not into, to any sports watching any sports. And he was really into, he was pulling up the game on his own. Um, yeah, but they were, they were an exciting team and it was weird that it's crazy. Their only, their only, um, loss in regulation was against Costa Rica. Um, they're, they were an exciting team. I was rooting for them. I had them winning this match. Um, but again, I think this this one could have gone either way. I don't think either of these teams are making it any further, especially playing Brazil next. Um, Croatia's just that guy in in, in extra time in in impens. They always seem to win it in, in the knockout extra time matches, um, and they always seem to to make some noise. So credit to them. Um, yeah. I don't have too much else to say though. They're, that's pretty special. I mean, I think last note I have before we you know briefly touch on Brazil. Korea and and get to our predictions here um is that i think japan is a country that you know as u.s fans we don't always consider that there are other countries where um soccer isn't the biggest sport mm-hmm. and japan definitely you know competes with baseball the the, the sport of yeah. football does in their country pretty significantly in australia obviously they have to compete with rugby aussie rules things like mm-hmm. that um so it, it's pretty interesting to see other countries like australia and japan who don't have Soccer is a primary sport growing in, in the sport as well, and I think it encourages me a little bit that we're capable of it. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, moving on. Brazil Brazil killed Korea. Um, Brazil went crazy. 
Uh, they played really well. This was kind of the dominant Brazil performance we've been waiting for all of groups yeah. didn't really get. Um, and I'm finally really feeling good about that, about this prediction to have them win in the whole thing. Um, so I am going to mm-hmm. take them to beat Croatia. I don't think it will be as big a win, but I think they'll win 3 1. Okay. Um, yeah, this is Samba style right here. I mean, this is exactly as you said, it's what I've been looking for. They've struggled the first three matches. They really have. They barely got over the line the first two. And because they did, they got to play the subs in the in the third one, and they lost to Cameroon. Um, but they were absolutely incredible. Um, I I had to watch the highlights as well. I wasn't able to see it. But um, all four goals were – I mean, one of them was a pen, but generally they were just class. And that this is the Brazil side I think about when I think Brazil, when I think style, these gorgeous team goals, the hype – team celebrations all the dances um that that all the all the brexit media likes to um hate on but it's just fun i mean how can you not root for that even if they're the favorites it's just fun it's it's something that you love to see it makes the the game more exciting more enjoyable i mean richarlison's goal was just magical um as much as i I hate him he's so good for brazil and that goal was fantastic Um, it really was a piece of Vinicius's finish. I mean, all of it. And one more thing I just want to say, uh, great goal from South Korea. Um, he Chan Huang's strike, though, when it was 2-0. Whew. What a player that is. Who would hate on him? Oh. Um. <laughs> yeah, he had a decent cut, but he's going to go back to his two goals this season four okay. pretty soon. Fair enough. Fair enough. Don't you worry about that. Um, 3-0 Brazil. That's all I need. Fair enough. Nothing to say all right. That. Yeah, not a lot to say. Um, let's recap. We're gonna save the uh, we're gonna save the elephant in the room for last. The big boy, the mm-hmm. the, the exciting one, the one yep. that that really gets you know gets gets the spine tingling. Um, let's talk Morocco, Spain, and Portugal, Switzerland. Uh, quickly. Just how disappointed are you in Switzerland? Because I don't want to spend too much time talking about this because we both got embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, I said it before. Again, I don't have much to say. Um, Switzerland, yeah, that was very – that's not what I expected to see out of them. But they – I don't know. They, they weren't that that great this World Cup. And I expected them not even to make it out of the group stage. They always seem to do that, so respect to them. But that's not what I expected out of them. I, I did not see a Jan Sommer conceding six goals. I didn't see Granit Xhaka leading that. There's a lot that went wrong. There is a lot that went wrong, and one can only hope that Jaka um, handles that well mentally and and comes back to Arsenal with yep. the proper motivation. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of potential for things to be messed up with this World Cup, especially with yep. three Arsenal starters. Absolutely. Team. Yep. Um, we lost one. Dude, oh, let's talk about that. It's not. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to. Um, true. All right, Morocco, Spain. It was nil nil. Morocco defended really, really well. Um, Hakimi looked like he could have run a whole another game mm-hmm. at the end of the match. That that kid is electric, and he played his absolute socks yeah. off. Yeah. Um, I love watching him play. Uh, Ziyech played well. Didn't overwhelm me, but mm-hmm. definitely a good source of creation for that for that offense. Um. They they played pretty well at the AFCON and they've kept their form rolling. I think they mm-hmm. they've impressed a lot of people, turned a lot of heads, and people who did watch the African Cup of Nations 
would have a pretty decent appreciation um, for how the, how good they are already, and the rest of the world is is getting a taste of it now, which is pretty sweet. Yep. Um. So I enjoyed watching them play. Um. I their brand of their brand of football always makes me nervous because it's it's very easy for something to go wrong, playing so defensively, kind of trying to hit back on the break. Yep. Like they do, and they're gonna have to do the same thing against Portugal. It's not let's not mince our words there. Portugal are a good side. Um, and so they're going to probably pretty much employ the same strategy they did against Spain. Um, and we'll see if Portugal has the attacking quality to break them down. Um, this is probably the, the second hardest match for me to call out of the, uh, mm-hmm. out of the four quarterfinals. Yep. Um, I really don't know what's going to happen, but I, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Morocco on penalties again. Oh, God, no, no. Nil no. Morocco on penalties, nil no. Well, Morocco has not conceded a goal to an opposing player uh, in this World Cup. Their only goal conceded was against Canada, which was an own goal. Um, as for this match, I, I mean, I think Spain's midness uh, has finally caught up to them. And it's not to discredit them in any way. I think Luis Enrique needs some credit, but his the, the players he's got, it's just so many, like, Average La Liga and and Serie A players and, and Bundesliga players. I mean, when Danny Olmo and and Asensio are leading your line, and it's, I mean, the midfield didn't never made made sense to me. Um, I know Gavi and Pedri are future future superstars and already developing into them, um, but it just doesn't make sense with two teenagers and a and a sixty year old in the midfield and playing Rodri at center back. There's so much that I just didn't like about the Spain side. Um, they're always going to play the same way, though. Spain's identity is having 80% possession. Um, and if they don't have the players and experience to work with that, they're going to die like that. They're going to live and die with that style. Um, and they're not going to be successful if they don't have the players for it. Um, but yeah, again, credit to Morocco. They accepted that they weren't going to have much of the ball. That's ha- what you have to do when you play Spain. And they hit them on the counter very well. Um, I think just one more thing I want to say is that I think, um, it's an, I'm, I'm really frustrated with managers and how they deal with penalties. This is another big tournament and another manager learning a harsh lesson on penalties. We, we, we know what happened with, um, the Euro final, um, with Gareth Southgate subbing on two players to take pens. There's no reason to do that. Luis Enrique told his team to take a thousand penalties before the World's Cup. It's so stupid. They went 0 for 3, and there's a reason for that. You cannot overthink penalties. I don't know why they they do that. Why why you have to practice a thousand pens? That doesn't make you better at penalties. All you have to do is finish. There's a reason why defenders and goalkeepers sometimes are better at pens than strikers. It's not because they're taking more of them. It's not because they're taking more shots. It's because they're just mentally there. It's all mental. So you can't overthink that. And I think he really messed up here, and, and, it, and it paid off for Morocco. Um, and one more thing, I think Hakimi's celebration really frustrated me because if I'm, if I'm scoring the winner against, against Spain in the World Cup on a pen, I'm ripping my shirt off and running to the corner and knee sliding. Anyway, um, 2-0 Portugal. Also, Gonzalo Ramos is a baller, and Arsenal should sign him. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, Yeah, 2-0 Portugal is another result that I could very easily see happening. Um, I do want to stress that I'm not 100% convinced that Morocco will win the match, but 
I'm also not convinced that Portugal really have the quality necessary to break them down um, yep. and get the job done. So, yeah, That's moving fair. on, because we do have another matchup to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, oh, my Lord. I, I've been kind of drooling out the corner of my mouth looking at this match. Um, everything they both lose? Up. I hope so. But, oh, my God, is this going to be fun to watch. Wow. Is this- <laughs> it's not going to be fun for me because I'm rooting against both of them. I don't know what to do. Mate, oh, mate, just appreciate the spectacle. Holy crap. This is going to be insane. We're going to watch France. We're going to watch Mbappe. In, against Maguire? Against, well, yeah, Mbappe against World Cup Maguire. Yeah, that's true. Who is, in essence, Virgil van Dijk. Um, more on that in a second. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, just, I, think, I think this is going to be fascinating. I, I think that, um, you know, England and France both have really, really, really dangerous attacking players, uh, pretty stout defensive setups. Um, it's going to be up to Declan Rice to, to, to quell a lot of that France buildup and, and those passes they string through the middle to build it to Mbappe, who then just rips mm-hmm. past people. God, is he fun to watch? But I think he, I, I honestly do think Mbappe has his work cut out for him because England have some pacey fullbacks, mm-hmm. and if they have, I, I mean, it's it Mbappe is definitely faster than Kyle Walker, but for him to like absolutely strip him for pace like he does to most defenders, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, uh, and so for that reason, I'm really curious to see lines up how they use Mbappe and what becomes of that because. I mean, he definitely has the talent to to put England on on ice there, but I we'll just see what happens. I I don't yeah. know how he's going to be deployed to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of things, I, I think I think England's attackers are all in good form. Uh, they're scoring a lot of goals. They're producing pretty well, except for against the U.S. Uh, and for that reason, I do think they're going to get the job done here. It'll probably be a pretty exciting game if I'm being honest with you. I'm gonna take England. Um, I'm gonna take England three two. Oh come on! No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> no, I think they went two one. No, there's a reason I said that because you stole that from me. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I stole that from you. <laughs> well, now you all know my prediction. Um, I was gonna, I I was saying two one the whole time. I <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I'm going to say it backwards then. I'm going to say that England's going to beat France 3-2, and here's why. Um, actually, I don't have that much of a reason why. Uh, I think, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic presenting, presenting this academic paper style. Here's my yeah, thesis. Exactly. Here's my <laughs> and here's why. Um, <laughs> I don't have that much to say, to be honest. I, yeah, this is going to be a great one. Um, it's pro- hopefully going to be a classic. Uh, my one note on England, you got to start Phil Foden. I mean, he, he starts finally, and he balls out. I think he had two assists. Um, that's the front three you need. You need Phil Foden, Bakayo Saka, Harry Kane. I mean, that's just unstoppable. Oh I think, again, God, the question is what England side shows up because they've scored 12 goals in four World Cup matches and didn't even score in one of them, and they were subpar at best in that in that one. Um, and who knows? Maybe France can shut them out like the U.S. did. They, I mean, they certainly have more quality, but we'll see. Um, but again, that's, that's 12 goals in three of the matches. Uh, you never know what England side you're going to get. I think they're going to be a side that's amped up and ready for this. 
Um, and I think they've found their identity. So I think they're going to be very dangerous. Um, as for France, I mean, Mbappe's just, I mean, he's, he's what's going to keep them in. And he has 11 goal contributions already in 11 World Cup matches, which is as, he has nine goals as many as Messi already. Um, he's 23 years old and may have two World Cups by, by like two weeks from now. Um, Don't say things like that. Why? Because the France are going to win the World Cup. Please, I hope please. Not. Don't, I hope don't, not. Put the, don't put that energy out there. Um, <laughs> um, did you see the guy who bet? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You wait, were, no, no, you were in the middle of a point. Did you see the guy who bet like the nine-piece parlay about all like the World Series and all that kind of stuff in no. the last piece of France to win the World Cup? And if he gets no this, no way. Like, $500. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, those those are crazy. They're five hundred. He's going to win a very large amount of money. Let's hope not. Like um, I really hope not. Honestly, I'm rooting against both of them. I, I, I who are you going to root for in the match? Like England, just because I'm picking them and I picked yeah, them in my bracket. Me too. But like, I also want Saka back in the squad, and and but I also want Saliba back as well. So either way, um, I think whatever team wins this is going to the final. Uh, and I think England's going to squeak it out three two. Uh, I also want to say Olivier Giroud, record breaker. I think he should go down like in like be cons- talked about at least as a legend. I don't know what you have to say about that. I think he's I he's done I it all. Think that's I think that's a, a pretty fair thing to say when he scored more goals for France than Thierry Henry did. Yeah, and it's tough because Arsenal. Unreal. It's tough because he basically lost us the league one year. And he never really got us a trophy besides the FA Cup, which was tough. It was very difficult, and there's a lot of mixed feelings towards him. But at the end of the day, you, you can't deny all the facts, all the stats, all the goals um, that he scored. And I think he, I think he does. I think he's very undervalued, and he has been his whole career. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think that's very fair, and I would agree with you. I, I think. His legend status is is hard to deny at this point, but um, a lot of people would say otherwise, and those people are fools. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, so we got 2-1 England from me, 3-2 England from Josh. Hey, it's okay if you pick 3-2. I just Nah, man, 2-1 was my pick the whole you, time. That you had the same one as I me. believe I, – I love a good 2-1. I, th- I think 2-1 is a, is, a, is a solid prediction score. I've been picking 2 really throughout. Um, common score in footy. Certainly is, and um, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I'm. I was gonna do a whole sarcastic thing about how could you, how could you be concerned about getting them back to the squad to get a whole week after the World Cup? But um, <laughs> I'm just, I, I just can't believe how. Welcome to modern day footy, these, baby. These guys get man. It's so brutal on them. Yeah. Um, and people who are like, well, they're you know they get to be rich and famous and. Yeah, like yes, they do, but holy shit, is that doesn't mean it doesn't I affect your mental health. I mean, yeah, you can't like money. Just, money just, isn't energy, bro. You can't yeah, like, yeah. like these guys are still tired and they're playing all the time, mm-hmm. and now they're gonna have to get like these guys who suffered devastating. Like Tomiyasu, his quote: "I need some time to forget about football." I mean, he's gonna be back at Arsenal playing a match in theoretically about three weeks. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully, yeah. it just makes you nervous um, right. as a fan, obviously, but also just as a human being. You yeah. know, like, like it just seems difficult to handle all that. And I hope that um, 
players have the supports that they need. Yeah. And I'm sure that they all, you know, Ben White or Matt Turner. Matt Ben White has spoken about it, but Matt Turner constantly speaks about his support system and the people around him. They get. Yeah, right. I think that's a really admirable quality in a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm rambling at this point, so I'm going to stop. But um, <laughs> I yeah, I, just, I watched an interview with him, and and he gave a lot of credit to his family and the people around him to get him through oh. this type of like taxing situation. And I think that's pretty awesome. That's great. No, yeah. it is. That's really good. It's all tough, but either way, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll have to see what what happens moving forward. Um, we will definitely revisit some of the predictions um, that we're making here because there's only a few games to talk about. Uh, and yeah, everyone be ready for some some Premier League preview content when the World Cup ends. Let us do it. I'm hyped. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. Good night. <laughs>